inevitable. You mean you have to use your hands? That's like a baby's toy. I'm totally Batman. <laughs> Communing with the Earth Spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Kawabunga. The world of magic. And after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. sleeping disorder. I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. Hello, and welcome to the I'm losing it. We'll catch you on. You're bloody useless. Stevie. Steven. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between my eyes and dreams. Thank you. Lost the contact lens. Hope you find it. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, you're alive. What's wrong with you, Mark? Why did you call me Mark? It must be very difficult. The voice in your head. Shut up! There's chaos in you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secondary Heroes Podcast. We're going to be talking about the brand new Marvel show, Moon Knight, week by week, episode by episode, and we're kicking things off with episode one and two. This is your host, Trevor, and joining me as usual is... Hey, guys, it's Prague. Can't you? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> this is Alexander Wolfgang. <laughs> Nicely done. Ah, you got it. Good, good, good. Seems like you might be allergic to Egyptian gods there, Alex. Oh. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Am I allergic to this show? Maybe. We'll find out because we'll we're talking about Moon Knight. <laughs> That's right. The first one and two episodes. Yeah, two episodes so far. Giddy yeah. up, dude. Yeah. So the far, roller coaster. Episode series, and hopefully everybody's going to stay tuned with us through the whole thing. Because guess what? This is how you come up with topics, everybody. If you're ever thinking about starting a podcast, TV the shows same. where it's at. That's Thank right. You. Just do episode to episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Disney nice Plus, man, they keep bringing out more and more content every, seems like every week or every, not every week, I'm sorry, every month. They give us another six episodes of something new. Yeah. And this is actually quite different 
than what we've seen so far. And um, maybe we should right? get to where so, we're at. So yeah, if you are new, <laughs> we're going to start out with our spoiler-free review of what we're seeing so far. Again, we can't talk to the whole show. We can only talk about episodes one and two. But we'll spoiler-free. And then if you haven't seen the shows yet, if you're waiting for all of it to air and then watch it at once, however you like to watch it in any form, we are going to spoil it fully. But we're going to tell you before we do that. So with that, who wants to tell everybody all of our awesome listeners what they thought of the show without spoiling it i think alex does i'll i'll go first thank you prog for nominating me uh i actually so far i'm it's it's definitely a teeter-totter for me like Like there are points yes (laughs) oh my god i didn't even oh yes it's a scale like part Mm. of me is like how does amit judge this is this is pretty good. I'm really digging certain aspects of it. But then on the other side, I'm like, God, there's some annoying bits. I'm like, ugh, this can we move on from this type of stuff? But for the most part, all in all, I'm digging it. Like it is a fun show. I like that Marvel Marvel and Disney Plus. This is kind of a new thing for Disney Plus, too, because it's a it's it's a bit horror-ish. And it's a bit TVMA for Disney. Mm-hmm. So that I'm digging. I'm digging a little bit more adult content on not not adult content. <laughs> Wink. Uh, no, but I'm, <laughs> nice. I'm definitely enjoying uh, what I'm seeing so far. I like that it's horror. It's got a horror base behind it so far mm-hmm. from what I'm telling. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm sticking around. Obviously, I have to because of this show that we're doing. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I will go next. Uh, I, I I don't want to say I, I feel the same as you. So it's not. I don't find much of it annoying. I'm just like it's kind of just fun. Like it's an interesting, different Marvel show, and I love the Mummy movies. So like it kind of like feels like those. And when I'm watching it, like the good parts are actually really good, but the bad parts do kind of stand out in contrast to the good parts, in my yes. opinion. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll dive into that. But uh, so in that way, yeah, I kind of feel that same way. It's kind of like, yeah, there's some really good parts to this. And it's kind of an, uh, unfortunate that some other things don't quite pan out. And I think that this might be, and we'll, we'll see, it's only two episodes in, but this might have been more exciting, better as a full-length film instead of a TV series. It doesn't feel yes. very episodic to me. Right. Um, yes. Even though it's a great character, like, and I usually like that in a TV format, I just feel like this could have been a really fun, like, mummy-style, big-budget uh, Marvel film. Uh, but yeah, I, I am enjoying it. It's intriguing. I do enjoy the character, um, the duality of the character and all that kind of stuff. And I do love Egyptian horror, so I'm on board. So we'll see what the next few episodes will bring us. That's that's uh, totally fair. I mean, for me, I feel like I'm really enjoying it. Like I know that's not usually my mo for this podcast, but uh, what? Who kidnapped Trevor? And him with this variant, I'm fully entertained with what's going on. Just episode oh, fully one. Fully sure. I might have liked more than episode two, but just as a fan of like kind of Egyptian mythology and ancient Egyptian motifs. I like all that they're doing with that. I really like Oscar Isaac and he's doing a really good job of playing two different roles simultaneously. Okay, and yeah. I really like just the ideas of 
it's not what we usually get from Marvel in terms of what superheroes deal with, of what superhero yep. origin stories are, and what a superhero can do and probably shouldn't do. And he's not <laughs> just like Captain America, that's for sure. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you saying Captain America doesn't execute people? Okay. Now, Depends so, on the Captain America. <laughs> I, I actually. <laughs> this is more John Walker. <laughs> <laughs> March, I'm like, oh goodness. Now, did you guys know any backstory behind Moon Knight at all before watching Surprisingly, this? Surprisingly, no. No, I just very, never very caught up with cool. the comics. I've seen memes on the internet where Moon Knight's like, hey Dracula, come out, you big nerd. And I, I was like, okay, is this the kind of Moon Knight we're gonna get? So we might. I don't know. It's getting kind of like that. <laughs> Like, I had moment. no idea that this was going to be really heavy in the Egyptian culture and whatnot. Like, that, it's Same. it's very heavy in it. Like, with the cartouches, the, the I mean, there just about everything about it is mummy. I mean, the fact that he looks like a mummy is yeah, cool. It's kind of a thing. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I had no idea. Uh, anyway, should we get into socials then? Yeah, let's do it. All righty. Well, let's do this. Uh, so, okay, yeah. let's see. Where do we start with socials? Uh, check us out over on Cross the Streams Media. Oh, hey, look. If you're watching on YouTube, you could just read along on the banner. You can leave us a voicemail over on CrossTheStreamsMedia.com. All you got to do is press that little uh, microphone button, and you get two minutes. Talk your mind. Actually, I know that we have a voicemail in the locker I need to actually listen to it. I haven't had a chance yet. It's actually from the Newland Brothers from Toy Rewind Podcast, who is also on the Cross the Streams Network. What's up, guys? Michael here from Toy Rewind. I want to say congrats on the three-year mark. Um, I've, I've disagreed and agreed with y'all on the mini movie and TV series and everything else that you have discussed over the, uh, the three years. Um, I've been listening to you guys for about a year and a half now, uh, but seeing the, the different points of views has been entertaining. Uh, brings me back every week for a listen. Um, here's to another three plus years to you guys. And like we say on Toy Rewind, play on. So definitely check out CrossTheStreamsMedia.com. You can find us there. We are Secondary Heroes. You could go on to any uh, social network and you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all at Secondary Heroes everywhere because that's who we are. We're pretty much heroes. And yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, all this is free for you and it's priceless to us. Sorry. I just, I'm like rushing everything for some reason tonight. It's great. <laughs> no, you're doing great. <laughs> Love Thanks. it. It's really hot in the garage tonight, fellas. It's <laughs> on California, people, if you're listening oh, to this. This is rough. It's a warm day. Tis, tis, tis. Feels like Egypt in the summer, yeah, but it's just in California. Wow, wow. Nice. So I've actually well been to Egypt, which is pretty cool. So I've nice. stood next to the Sphinx. I've touched the pyramids of Giza. I've been all over that place. And it's a pretty wild place. And to see, you know, the similarities between where they're kind of pulling from Egyptian culture, it's really neat because... I've been to some of the places that they like either mention or you see in the right. pictures and whatnot. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. So, so <laughs> that's one of the reasons that's kind of exciting about this show too, is because I've kind of been to a bit of these places. Yeah. When I, as I said, at the start, I had no idea this was going to be 
dealing with a lot of Egyptian uh, mythology and culture and heritage and all that stuff. So it was really exciting when that was revealed in the first episode. Um, Cause I was always interested as a kid. I love the mummy movies a lot, but even as a kid, like I was always like freaked out and terrified, but also like intrigued by Egyptian mythology. Um, we had a museum here in town um, that I went to as a little kid and seeing those like dead bodies in front of me, like creeped me out. And it was like underground, like in catacombs and stuff. And oh, that's cool. Uh, nightmares for days. And yeah, I love that stuff. Um, so I'm excited for that. That's what made it fun for me, you know? Yeah. Um, this whole show, like having, I, mean, I just did not expect that to be a part of this series. And I think it kind of elevates the whole, uh, the whole program. Man, yeah, if I just, you... uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking of school projects that I did as a kid. And you know, when you get those little poster boards and just making it about ancient Egypt, like in sixth grade, we did a whole, well, that was first grade. We did a whole thing about <laughs> Egypt and then I did it again in sixth grade. But just like you have those ideas where it kind of replicates the system that all the different just gods you learn about and their day-to-day lives and all that potentially went into making the pyramids or didn't go into making the pyramids. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. But I was going to say, uh, Prague, you mentioned something about going to the museum and freaking out by seeing all the dead bodies. Don't yeah. do the bodies museum. Oh, um, I'd probably done that. Oh, dude. I did that one time. It is not it's just fun. as creepy. I yeah. did not like that at all. That was it's cool. But yeah no it's not that it, it, it was very <laughs> icky, icky to icky. me yeah anyway uh, we... some spoilers spoilers <laughs> here it is i actually took notes for this show but Whoa. we do want to kind of not just go minute by minute of the series so do we want to have like maybe kind of standout sequences from the show like oh remember when they did this or do you want to be more of like these this character i want to see more of how do we want to go Let's I think not we do minute do like by minute. Yeah, yeah, it's not do minute by minute. I say we just talk no, about what sure we really liked and didn't like, or whatever, for the first two episodes, because this is the yeah. the foundation for this character that we haven't met in the MCU yet. So they'd be kind of nice to see like the highlights, lowlights, and what we thought and takeaways, rather than having to go through the show. I don't think this is like so far. At least the first two episodes haven't really tied into the MCU yet, so I don't feel like we need like a minute by minute kind of breakdown of the episodes, which is interesting in its own regard. So yeah. one of the kind of core structures of this is the Egyptian god Amet. And then we have Arthur, who is supposedly a communicator avatar for their weighing scales of how a person's life is. And wouldn't it be good if we got rid of evildoers before they committed the evil? And I'm like, oh, he's he's on the the full-on path that Don Cheadle talks about an infinity war of what if we just killed baby Thanos? So I'm like, is he going to mm-hmm. mention Thanos and greatest atrocities in the history of time? And he goes Hitler and, you know, Genghis Khan. He definitely brings up Thanos. I'm like, that's so weird within the context of an MCU show. It is weird. No mention of anything in the MCU in the show at all yeah. that I noticed. There are probably some Easter eggs, I'm sure. I haven't gone through yet to look at that, but nothing. Yeah, nothing I know of that stuff. Right. Yeah. Nothing that stands out completely. Um, now for myself, I felt like it took a very long time to actually get to some action in this show. Like the first episode, I get that we're like knowing the character and building the character, but I, I almost felt like in two episodes, 
we almost got the same. This is where I was kind of like, this is was annoying to me. Was the first two episodes? You're listening to this whiny guy who's just kind of like, eh, "Stop! Uh, don't don't chase me!" Uh. Like it was a lot of that. And mm-hmm. once it got past that, it's like, "Oh, okay, this is actually pretty cool." But it took a long time of going through a lot of that kind of whininess. And I'm not a. I big... don't know if he's as whiny as the the beginning opening is about showing how passive he is in his existence. Like literally, right. he walks out of his apartment. And there's a guy who's selling brooms in front of his apartment, and he just under his breath pretty much walks away and says, "Oh, you're camp- you're setting up shop in front of my house again. That's no big deal." And it just shows how it's really interesting of where kind of the personalities devolt or divided because we don't know how long Stephen and Mark have existed because Stephen he keeps calling his mom, but he's leaving voicemails, and right. so has Mark we kind of get like this indication of Steven doesn't really have an existence before a certain period of time. It's not like his whole life. He's had this dual personality and we don't know when this split happened. And if Steven is a manifestation or if Mark's actually the manifestation, we don't know which one is the existence and what the split point is. Right. And it does get a little confusing too. There are points where I'm, I was like, what is happening right now? I mean, but then it, it corrects itself, which is nice. That is one thing that I really do enjoy is that it does kind of bring you back and like, okay, hey, it doesn't like hold your hand or anything, mm-hmm. but it does bring you back and you're like, oh, okay, now now I'm tracking on what you guys are trying to tell here. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, for me, like I, I do like the action to your point. It, it, I felt like there wasn't maybe enough, but I do enjoy, I did enjoy personally, um, watching Steven kind of figure out what was going on and being confused about it and waking up in between things. We didn't get to see the action. We see the result of the action more so than the action itself. And I thought found that to be kind of fun and fascinating because we really got to get inside of his head rather than just being, you know, the audience watching him go, go through this stuff. We were him going through what was happening. So we got that feeling of what the character was actually going through that first episode. Um, so I didn't, I don't know if I call him whiny. He's definitely meek, you know, in, Sorry, in terms meek of is a better word. Yeah. Yes. Like he wasn't whiny. Missing whiny was wrong. Whiny's but, more um, of a Luke Skywalker. Yeah. It's, I was exactly. going to go to Tashi station. Yeah. yeah. It definitely wasn't the whiny, that whiny teenager. Yeah. This is not the whiny teenager. This is just a <laughs> sad British man with a really weird accent. Um, which I kind of thought was funny. So, and that this is like, and to your, what you were talking about, Trevor, not knowing where the split was, like we, is to me, it's obvious that, that Steven's the, almost like a made up personality. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the, the accent's almost so kind of over the top and goofy. It's like him almost breaking off into this separate, like, like if I'm going to have this separate personality, have it be this no nonsense, nothing, you know brush it under the rug kind of person that people are just going to ignore because he's so like almost non-existent and mm-hmm. that's why he is so kind of goofy and weird yeah because Kanchu makes a point that i saved you practically from death he says that to mark and so mm-hmm. that that's when for some reason mark just can't handle doing it what he's doing you know there's a reason that's what that i'm thinking steven yeah. had to be manifested in the first place because like we get to see that mark was executing people you know, right. <laughs> so he was doing some dark stuff that wasn't has anything to do with Moon Knight. Yeah, so I'm thinking that yeah, he's probably like this is too much for me. I need to have some time off <laughs> from doing all these things. So, 
Yeah, a lot of Jekyll and Maybe Hyde mirror I... stuff too. I mean, I they have done reflections, just all kinds of reflections on every surface you could possibly imagine. But it's also a lot of water reflections where the entire world is flipped upside down. Like I know it's not Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, but it's definitely that idea of how things are reflected and it's not just the real world. Right. Now, yeah, some good guys... visual clues. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Did you guys get uh, Venom vibes with this uh, so far? I did. I, I was definitely did. Almost, like I couldn't help not thinking of Venom the whole time. Every time. Episode. Yes. Second episode, not so much, but the first episode was very much so. Right. Yes. It was almost like they couldn't choose the voice for the the background and it almost came out very Venom-esque. And mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, just show Venom at this point. And But he also has the two different voices because he hears Mark voices, but he also hears Kanchu voice. And my one biggest problem is that Kanchu is an Egyptian god, but for some reason he sounds like Optimus Prime and he doesn't have any, like, shouldn't he speak in a different non-English language or have some kind of accent or different dialect than sounding like Optimus Prime. Yeah, I was saying <laughs> the same thing. Not even just that. Like, he also just looks like a 16th century doctor. Yeah, he looks he like, like doctor, doctor, of course. Yeah. yeah, he looks yeah. like a plague doctor. Like, it that he, it doesn't scream Egyptian to me with that, with Khonshu. Okay. He looks like a mixture of death with, yeah, with a plague doctor. Yeah, that's fair. You can see that. Yeah. And and that's that was another little issue that I had was this is supposed to be an Egyptian god yet it doesn't look anything Egyptian at all. Yeah, I want to say my yeah. yeah, that was one of my biggest uh, disappointments in this series was like his look and design. It felt like it was kind of cheap in a way. Like it's cool when he's posing different way. Like he's on top of rooftops and things. It looks cool, like the the silhouette and stuff. But it yeah, there's something about his design that feels kind of eh. You like it's creepy yeah. when the lights are flashing off, but oh, when he yeah. just yeah, has a like conversation that. with Mark in episode two, it that's when it's like I don't know, you know. Yeah, it's like I'm yeah, feeling it <laughs> too much. But I do like the backstory of how how it's mainly like chosen people. Like you're, it's not just yeah, the avatars. Yeah, right. It's not just like this is a guy who's just kind of like through the years have been this person but like right. maybe amnesia or something like that no it's you're chosen to be conchu's uh, avatar thank you god i was the blue guy i love that he even says guy. oh the blue the blue people and, and then he's like no not that and he's like oh you mean the anime the anime was <laughs> even better <laughs> see steven's funny Alex. Steven has a lot oh, no. of underhanded oh. humor where he almost yes. swallows the joke and they have other audience or other noises kind of over it. Like when they go to the Alps and he's like, so I'm from London, London. He's like, wait, wait, nobody. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just London. like they're already moving on to the next thing. It's I'm not saying humor. that every scene with Steven was bad. I'm just saying All his right. meekness. Like I couldn't he connect to the meekness. That and was, he was my super issue. meek. There was the point yeah. where the when he's at the actual museum and he goes and the one lady asks him, or pretty much like, we're on a date, right? And his manager's like, what does she see in you? And he's like, that's actually crushing. Yeah, yeah that's right. Actually crushing. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Or the fact that he wants to be a tour guide really bad. And yeah, that's actually crushing. 
Yeah. Poor guy. You do feel bad for him. Oh, he and has then, a terrible life. <laughs> and so here's the thing is what I still haven't quite like they haven't gotten to in two episodes, I guess, is um he does set himself up every time he goes to bed. He locks his leg, he puts sand across his bed, he tapes his door, he multiple locks across his door. And he says, I weird things happen at night with me. But right. does that mean what does that mean? Like I mean, we know that in his dream sequence when he's going to the Alps and whatnot like that, like, but he's not locked away. He, I mean, it's not like he's up and walking to the Alps he or is. anything like, you That's know, exactly no, he, he is. Yeah, it's That's not exactly what's happening. At all. He's yeah, losing he's time. You didn't pick oh. that up when it was Sunday instead of Friday. No, I, I got that. But I was like, how did he get all the way to the Alps and then back Plane? like that? airplanes i mean See, it's kind of like memento where he just doesn't remember what happened yes right. it's very he blacks momento-esque. out and then things are which then, by the way those blackout scenes awesome yeah oh yeah that's like fun. when he just all of a sudden realizes that his hands are all red and then there's six dead bodies around him i was like disney oh my god <laughs> well, oh my land <laughs> yeah right i think this is like one of the first times we re- actually really see blood in any of these disney shows yeah, I was like, wow. But, we saw a little bit, I think, in Falcon of a Soldier, but not much. It wasn't oh, like this. Yeah, it wasn't like on covered the in blood. Yeah, yeah. But the, I feel like the coolest part about those those scenes is the music and and everything and everything's amping up really really fast. Like you hear like the noise alone, everything's going crazy. And then he blacks out, and then he comes back, and it's like, oh, now you're just hearing the engine of the car, and he's just yeah, driving it along. It's very it's very nice and soothing. And I'm like wow what like what emotions just like it gets you so hyped and then it brings yeah, they you do down a good really job fast. of building tension just throughout. yeah yeah the sound editing has been phenomenal so far on this show if there's one standout it's been that i think really well well handled give us kind of like disorienting feelings i guess of what he's going through especially like with the different voices like even though it does sound like venom like you can tell it's more omnipresent like it has right. this more surrounding booming voice versus you know mark who is almost focal and singular right. it doesn't have like yeah. the, the the reverb in his voice mm-hmm. so that was kind of oh, a nice touch cool. as well yeah. i will say there is there's one little low point again that i've got just and i think this might be my last gripe with this whole show no great boy the the cgi can be a little bad be like very it, times, it yeah. yes it looks like it looks rushed and that's that's i guess that's kind of the way i could put it is it just looks rushed i tend to be more forgiving with tv shows than films but even this was kind of bad at times yeah. not all the time but there were times falcon and the winter soldier in terms mm-hmm. of cgi yeah it felt like that that yeah. look that same kind of washed washed out rushed look because the, the chase scene on the when he's in the little like pastry truck or whatever, there's uh-huh. some really good continuous camera shots of literally the guy jumping from the car into the back of the van, and they keep a steady camera for that. But then they right. transition to this weird CGI in the background when the cars slam together. It's yeah, a right. really sharp juxtaposition. 
Well, yeah, it lo- the- I mean, it looks like it was in front of not even a green screen, but like an actual projector screen. Like that's how bad it looked. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're doing so well with everything else. Like your camera angles are fantastic. Yeah. So like the director is doing a great job <laughs> with this show. It's just right. the visual yeah. effects team. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, well, and that's they're doing terrible. They're not. It's just it's not meshing together with what we're seeing in live action. And like the the guys, the bad guys who are being hit with the logs coming down mm-hmm. the hill, like it's just they look very ragdolly. It looks like yeah, they just cartoonish. put a yeah, it's very cartoonish. And that that's probably gonna be my last gripe because everything else is pretty pretty sweet, but the CGI is could be a little bit tighter. Even whenever in the second episode where he turns into like where you actually see the wrappings and everything mm-hmm. coming together, it's kind of like, oh, that could have this is like our first time really seeing the transition could have been a little bit tighter when he's running yeah. across the rooftops and it's literally the scene from the trailer where it makes the disney plus logo where he jumps mm-hmm. over the buildings like that that whole scene where he's running off around the rooftops could be super great as the first time we get to see moon knight in action but he just looks so video game within yes. the context of the show yes it's yeah let's like yeah, it is. We, we, it's almost like we came out of the show and like went into a cut screen in a video game for a few seconds. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like very odd. Number two, where all of a sudden Neo's fighting all those fake video game agent Smiths and everybody becomes video <laughs> game. And he's like, it, yes. it's 2022, man. That movie came out in 2002. You can't step your game up in 20 years. But once again, I, I keep telling myself it's just a TV it's show. A TV I get show. it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. But again, here we are. We we hold Marvel and Disney to a very oh, standard, high huh? standard. We like, and they make we a do. lot of money from everything they do. <laughs> they could pump it back into the CGI. <laughs> just a, just a little bit more. Aww. Just a little bit more. It's not Wait. making me hate the show or anything. It's just something no. that does take me out a bit. Unfortunately, yeah, it's, it just takes you out of it. Yeah, because there's a lot. Of, like even just playing. Wake me up before you go go in a car chase scene. That's very different than pretty much like any car chase scene I've seen. Right. And it's very on brand for his character. Yeah. So it was yeah. great. It was a great song choice. And it was fun for that for that scene. So yeah. But, well, let's go into some other you... stuff that are fun though. Oh no, you continue if you Absolutely. want to. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I think no, it's a great time to move on to something cool. Uh yeah, do you guys have like a cool sequence that you is like a highlight at this point? Um, I kind of like the whole scene with him and Ethan Hawk where they're talking about each other's powers and stuff. Um, uh, it's kind of late in the second episode, if I remember correctly. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting when to hear their different moralities. That, like, church thing. Yeah, the cult church. Yeah, area. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I just yeah. I like that. Like that's what I enjoy. Is that like that drama where things aren't black and white? It's like, hey, wouldn't it be nice though if we could stop people from doing this? And like, and when he reveals that he was Kanchu's or uh, whatever his name is, his avatar before, you're like, well, so he knows what he does and he doesn't like being that brutal, violent person that, you know, is the fist of vengeance. Um, he saw that. He didn't like that bloodshed. He'd rather have it be. <laughs> when he said he Fist of Vengeance, all I could think of was Batman. It's <laughs> like the rest of the scene. <laughs> I don't think they meant that for that to happen, but it <laughs> happened. That was actually a question I wanted to ask you guys. What What yeah. are your thoughts on Ethan Hawke? Oh, I love so that. So, what's really interesting Personally. 
is that Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac are really good actors. And yeah. once I saw him, I was like, okay, this show's going to be good just from a pure acting level if they put any kind of interest in it at all. And so it's acted really well. But when I first saw it, I was like, that guy looks so familiar. He looks like a like a really bad Ethan Hawke. And then I looked it up, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> it's because they got to look him up today, outfit. too. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And the long it's hair. Silly oh. outfit. What can you do? That's not his. That's not his fault. He's got the hair. He, of he did a great Raiden. job with that scene. Like that scene was so well acted between the two of them with them sitting there. I just love yeah. that. Like to see their different philosophies and it's, it just brought the show to a deeper level that I really think I'm going to appreciate, you know, moving forward. It, it's the parts we like about Loki when he's just literally talking to Morbius about yes, his existence and what's that mean. It's the same idea because where he's like, so you guys, you're you're all on board with child murder? <laughs> yeah. And they're just like sitting there like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, glad you mentioned that, he says. Because, yes, yeah, the, hmm. the idea of judging the innocent. And Stephen says, a thought can't be evil. Like, I think of killing my boss all the time. It doesn't mean I'm going to act on those thoughts. Right. And what's really interesting is, I, is a, a line that uh, Ethan Hawke's character, what's his name in the show? Uh, Arthur. Arthur. I almost said Gareth. Arthur. Okay, I'm going to forget that. Um, he mentions <laughs> right after uh, Stephen mentioned about killing children, he said, yeah, funny you should mention that. And it's like, I wonder what he's hinting at. Like, is that something Mark has done? Has killed children? Or is this something that he has had to do? Um, so that makes me curious. Maybe he's had to. I don't know. I don't know what that line meant, but I did enjoy it. It was a tasty little tidbit and there. In that conversation, just because Arthur's the juxtaposition of Stephen, I wondered if he was fully telling the truth, and do I fully believe that he was ah. the avatar of Khonshu or not? He knows a lot about him. I don't know. Too. Yeah, or, exactly. Unless... He kept repeating but all of the lines. He, he's but... also a vessel for Ahmet right now, who is also who knows at odds him. with Khonshu. Mm -hmm. that's true too and who knows how long he's been doing this and probably has they, they might have been fighting avatars. for thousands of years yeah so he might have known you know so yeah that's a good point he can play a fast one on us yeah oh, that's what man. makes that the whole scene so interesting and fun you know what guys i got it it's mm -hmm. mephisto it's mephisto oh, well, it's it's yeah. been mephisto this whole time i've been telling you this <laughs> since the first <laughs> since the first uh tv show come on <laughs> It is crazy. Yeah. We've been doing this since WandaVision. Yep. What's also crazy is a lot of, I mean, in the greater scope of the MCU, WandaVision and Hawkeye and Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki and everything. Yeah. It's all based <laughs> on the snap. Again, this show Post this doesn't one, huh? act like that exists at all. No. Yeah. You kind of have to wonder if they will touch on it because you have to wonder what Amet's feelings were when the snap happened because that kind of took over some of you know their job i yeah. don't know huh hmm. that's <laughs> interesting because so uh, okay i come into these shows kind of again i know that i say this a lot where i come into these as the everyman i right. actually wasn't even thinking about anything mcu i wasn't thinking about the snap i wasn't thinking about spider-man i wasn't thinking about anything so I, it's interesting that you guys now bring that up because now that just opened up a whole new world to me of, wait, oh, that's oh, right. There was a snap. <laughs> there was. Uh -huh, well, yeah. it, it just, it, it's another indication of 
Marvel's allowing or Disney's allowing Marvel to experiment more with because since they're doing TV shows and they have all these different characters, the shows don't all have to be hero gets powers, hero discovers powers, hero fights bad guy, hero saves the day. They can be like, well, let's let's do a different type of show. And Moon Knight doesn't feel like anything MCU. No, not at all. Not yet, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feel like its own thing. And mm-hmm. I kind of like that about it. Sony yep. produced Marvel show. Oh, it doesn't feel like a Sony thing either. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel it's already better than anything Sony? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, have you guys not watched Morbius yet? <laughs> I have not seen Morbius, but it sounds like if you're a fan of Venom and Venom 2, you will like Morbius. So Really? Teach their own. That's fine. I yeah, still haven't fine. seen Venom 2, which oh, I haven't seen is Venom 2 either. <laughs> I'm I'm a huge Carnage fan, and I still haven't seen Venom Two. That's you should do that. So Go see it me. this weekend. Well, Go watch I, it. It's I can download it right now. Yeah, it's or free. download it. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. I don't know. No, you got to pay for Sony. Yeah, you got to pay for the Sony films. Unbelievable. They, they I've heard really terrible things about uh, Morbius, though. Anyways, we're not here yeah. to talk about Morbius. That's true. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> So sorry, what did you sorry think of? Uh, so, what did you think of Moon Knight's actual costume as a mummy? And then, what do you think of Stephen's costume in the suit? I thought it was a fun, like the the suit Mister Knight version was fun. Like it was fun the way he transitioned into it because it was the superhero landing, right? And he falls over and turns into a like a, a fun suit. I thought it was fun. I do like the designs. I know a lot of people before when they when the trailer dropped did not like the design, but I think it makes sense because he is kind of supposed to be mummy-esque to have it be like a mummy. So the design I think is decent. I just think it doesn't look good on CGI. And I don't think they have an actual real world practical suit. No, I don't think they do either. I haven't seen yeah. one like on set. Like I haven't seen any behind the scenes photos of them wearing it. So it is possible it's all CGI. Yeah. So I thought that the the silly suit with the mask or whatever, the silly yeah. one that he came up with, I thought that was clever for a little bit. But I was like, that whole fighting scene. And, oh, crud. I've got another gripe, guys. Uh-oh. That whole part where he would not let Mark take over. The guy right. is getting destroyed. He is you didn't think his, that was friend, funny? <laughs> his friend is getting destroyed. People are getting hurt. And he's like, no, I'm not going to let like you take over. Like a- <laughs> Dude, just let Mark take over so you could be awesome. No, he, he, was to awesome. he had to prove to himself that he could do something because he does get that one big punch in. But one at big- the very end, he realizes how terrible it is to be locked inside of Mark. Exactly. So, Anyway, so back to the suit. Anyway, so the the suit suit was uh, pretty cool. But the mummy suit, I love. I love it. Cuz it reminds design. me it it reminds me of um Assassin's Creed. And I'm a big oh, Assassin's yeah, Creed fan. The hood. Yeah. The hood. You throw that hood on and it the hood comes to a point. I'm yep. like, "Yes." Oh, and then the shing shing right in the chest. Boy, oh That's boy, I'm all aboard. And yeah. that's why I like this would have been great as a, as a motion picture because then you could have had an actual like man in suit um, right. and have like the little, you know, drapey stuff flowing in everywhere. Um, it would have looked real and natural. It would have been awesome oh <laughs> to God, see that on screen. So good. Yeah, I love the costume design, but I don't love the CGI implementation of it. So yes. when yeah. Steven has his suit on, all I'm thinking of like, that looks sharp 
as a cosplay, and a bunch of people are going to do it now. Yes. That, that's what yes, I was thinking. Was the time. <laughs> Someone like Trevor, maybe. So, uh, speaking of cosplays, uh, we yeah. were actually just at WonderCon this past. I know that we didn't want to talk too much about right. WonderCon, but we were just at WonderCon last weekend, and there was I a was guy there. who mm-hmm. literally had like head to toe the mummy suit. Like nice. he looked really sharp in that mummy suit. And Did he have glowing eyes? Or what? How do you do I don't think he. Had, it was during the day, so I couldn't tell if it was okay. glowing or not. But he looked really good. Like I was like, I want to see this. I hadn't watched the show yet at the time. So, okay. Yeah, On the it, flip side, it, yeah, I ahead, did please. see a guy who had a white suit, and I was like, okay, this is good. But then he just—he literally got. It looked like pantyhose. It's one of those morph suits where oh, it's just no. a white morph suit, and it looked like he got a sharpie and drew circles on the eyes. It was so bad. That's really hey, good. So this I enjoy guy that, though. did. In- <laughs> If you're watching on YouTube, I'm showing a picture of the cosplay. Uh, this photo was taken by our buddy Ricky, SD Comic-Con dad, and he sent it to me. Uh, but yeah, That's this nice. is this cosplayer did a fantastic job. It was Looks so like the White Ranger. Nice. good. Maybe that's another reason why I love it, because I no, love maybe. the White Ranger, dude. <laughs> if the White Ranger were in Assassin's Creed. The White Ranger. Oh, oh mm-hmm. my God, I love it. I'm all aboard. And so that's, and that's why I was like, I'm sick of this Steven character. Show me the Assassin's Creed character. Show me the white Ranger. Yeah. Mark is pretty nice. He's pretty sexy, huh? Oh yeah. I love him. I don't care how good looking you (laughs) are. I'm not letting you in. (laughs) Uh, All that confidence, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when he sees the security footage of the previous night of the episode too. He's like, that's not me. Because yep. you can just tell by the you way he looks. The way he looks. <laughs> the, like, come on, have I ever looked that confident everything. and angry? Yeah. yeah. He's in, there, in the quarter crying. Just a little bit. The meek little mouse he is. Yep. The so show. what did you guys think of the actual, like, the the little demons that came out? What would you? What did you guys think about the design? The designs are great. Once again, it's the, the same like, thing. I love those things. designs. Yeah. Yeah, the you're talking about Alex? coyotes. Look, yeah, the skinny coyote looking things. Yeah, African jackal. Yeah, fun designs, but uh, the jackal, yes, fun design, bad CGI. Bad CGI, yeah. great design, bad CGI. Yep. Ah, they, they reminded me of the werewolf in Harry Potter, so that yeah. caused an eye roll pretty strong. Yeah, that's a terrible design. <laughs> with the that. with the long Our... stringy hair, it had yes. like oh god, why did they have to add that? I don't know why they have the long stringy hair. The long stringy hair just <laughs> completely throws up. Yes. Did we actually like this show? <laughs> no, I like the show. It was just a bad CGI. That's I know. I'm and, I and that's I, mean, I like the, the invisible show. fight though, where we don't get the CGI and they're just getting tossed around. Right, exactly. It's fun. That was pretty fun. His like butt's all rubbing up against the glass. <laughs> He's like trying to fight him with the little tire. That was good. That was fun. It was clever of, of his wife to smash the bottle so you can actually see what this thing looks like and where it was at. Yeah. Clever. That gave me, clever what is that? That's paranormal vibes where the where the mom splashes the water on the demon and then you see what the demon looks like and he runs into the closet. <laughs> Creepy yep. stuff, but this didn't give me the same creep factor as paranormal. Activity. I was thinking more predator in terms predator of predator. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Predator works as well. I mean, I, it's been done. It's not yeah, like the it's the first time we've seen it. 
Oh, yeah, the, the boys. boys. That's coming back. Can we do week to week on that? <laughs> sure. Why I don't know. Not? Season two is so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we will. We will. We will find a way to discuss. <laughs> we'll find a way. Life finds a way, right? Uh, anyway, cool. What's happened in the show? So, um, I, well, I would well, say I mean, favorite we talked character. About, well, we talked about the logs, and I do want to just give a shout out to Final Destination whenever I see a log truck on film or even in person. And then also when he goes into the museum, I was thinking night at the museum. Yep. <laughs> Every time. Of course. I, Fun yep, movies. There thing. you go. <laughs> Final Destination. It would be cool yeah. if all of the stuff came to life, not just one item. Anyways, yeah, it would have been fun. So it's just a combination of the mummy movies and Night at the Museum. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed. And Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed running across rooftops <laughs> yeah. in all yeah. CG glory. I know it's yeah. funny because we talked about turning red and the sequence where the panda runs across the rooftops was one of your favorites, Alex, just because of how it's rendered. But it's all completely animated. And the interesting thing is he's completely animated and they still couldn't pull it off right i mean okay if this whole show was completely animated one we probably wouldn't be talking about it two it it probably would look great it would have looked stand out and awesome if this was yeah. all animated but it's not right. you know that's the issue like don't go from this great looking action action with real people into poorly rendered cgi and it's not that it's poorly rendered it's just it looks gooey it looks glossy it's it's like they needed to run over a few more filters to match the actual live action setting because that's why it makes it look like it's so out of place yeah i need more car scene yeah yeah the car scene was washed out you're like there's no Mm -hmm. way it would have been that washed out behind that truck when the truck is well lit on the inside Mm -hmm. so that's what makes yeah. it jarring, unfortunately. Need some time. Just a few more yeah. run pass throughs. Still, I mean, great story though. So far, the, the story is the standout is part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's keeping stick me wanting for more. So yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I wonder how much we're is, gonna see of Mark. Yeah, what what do you guys think's gonna happen to kind of like we're only two episodes in, so we're just more of character introduction. Now we're getting to the three, four, five, and so three and four will be Okay, I'm in Egypt now. I have like specific missions. We're gonna focus more on March, Mark. But what is? How's this series kind of wrap up in the five no six idea. period? I'd like to be destroy the sarcophagus when we once we get to it. I have no idea what's well, gonna my, happen there. My worry is that this does kind of become a Venom story, where you've got Steven over the shoulder the whole time going, Oh, I don't know if I want to do this type of thing. You know what I mean? He might where, where it's going to be Steven throughout most of the episode fighting with Mark saying, Hey Mark, I don't think that we should be fighting these people. No, no, we need to fight these people. No, no, we should run away and get out of here. No, we need to fight them. Like, that's what I feel like could happen. Alex, I want you to do it. I want you just you to be in the next episode doing that the whole time. <laughs> no, no. God. Seriously, dudes, you guys need a fight. Yeah, just having you do that would be great. Um, I don't think it's going to be that the whole time. I just think that once, whenever he passes a mirror or something, it'll happen for sure. Because we already saw him in the mirror at the end of the season, season uh, episode two, right? You see Steven in the mirror briefly looking at mm-hmm. him, you know. 
but I think that's all it's going to be. You're not going to have him in his head all the time. So it's open. Yeah, I think it's more. No, they, they need to get into the philo- philosophical discussion ideas between because it's Jekyll and Hyde. And so you need to get more into what that philosophy means, because it's not just, oh, you know, we have the Hulk and we have Bruce Banner. We have Venom and Eddie Brock. I get that. So you have to go to do more than that. Yeah, I agree. It'd be nice to well, see that. And I know it sounds like it might be annoying, but it would be interesting to see the two philosophies inside of his own head warring at each other. Like, because there's right a reason he created people. Stephen in the first place. The, there's still some part of Mark where, even if it's a subconscious thing, his brain got to a point where it couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, I mean, he even wanted to divorce his wife to like help her out, you know. So there's something about him that realized that he got in too deep, maybe, with all of this. You know, I'm glad that you guys are saying all this because I was sitting in my head. I hope we get a little bit more of a backstory on these guys. So I know where Steven kind of came from in a way. And we might that might be like a flashback next episode or maybe the episode after. I actually wouldn't mind if they did any kind of flashbacks to like ancient Egypt times on how this war all started and begun. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I would too, man. I love ancient Egypt stuff. Heck yeah. Well, because it also, I mean, it kind of ties into the idea of apocalypse. Like those X-Men Fox movies aren't the best, especially the newer ones, but Oscar Isaac is apocalypse and it ties into the same time period. <laughs> <laughs> and then Doctor huh. Strange is coming out at the same time. It's a whole multiverse mm. thing. <laughs> so in one multiverse, he's apocalypse and the other, he's Moon Knight. That's very yeah. interesting. Is Apocalypse maybe one of the alter egos? Yeah. Hmm. One of the first oh. avatars. Yes. <laughs> maybe that's how they get the mutants, you know, into this timeline. That that's that's it. Because he's the original mutant. That makes sense. Okay. I'm getting it now. It's coming full circle. I like it. It's but we don't even know if this is the right timeline. And <laughs> we don't know if this is the right universe we're in we don't know what universe we're in right now that that's the one thing that michelle and i talked about what if episode six it it's kind of resolved or whatever and dr strange breaks through and he's like we need you and he just pulls him in and it ends (laughs) because this is like a cold multiverse where there's no uh, none of the mcu stuff we know yeah that's why no one was talking about where there's just moon knight that'd be interesting i'm trying to think when would this end this will end before the movie comes out though so episode two came out this right? week. So that means three is the 13th, four is the 20th, five is the 27th, and then four. Okay, so f- the final episode is the Wednesday before the Friday that Doctor Strange comes out. So it does come out before. It would have to come out. This episode yeah. would have to come out the week after. Yeah, so oh. that doesn't quite work. Darn. Well, Dang. unless they delay like it a week. <laughs> well, <laughs> well that would have been fun. So you're, you're hoping that they kind of intertwine the two. I'm just hoping that the reason they haven't mentioned the MCU is because this is a different universe where none of the stuff right. we've seen happen with Iron Man and everything. There is no Iron Man. There's no first MCU movie and none of this has happened because <laughs> they can do anything now. Like, I don't know what I Doctor know. Strange is going to do, but they can do anything. Yeah, I almost wonder if this takes place pre-snap because it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to happen after. No, and they're met, like mm. everything they've kind of done has been mm. everything on TV has been based on the movies. Wanda and Vision, Loki, right. Falcon, Winter Soldier, Hawkeye. 
It's all based on characters we know. This is not you know, Moon the Knight's first one. the first introduction. Like we're gonna get Miss Marvel, we're gonna get She Hulk, but Moon Knight, it's almost like kind of a phase two of TV. It mm-hmm. is in a way. Yeah, because now we're starting to get into those brand new characters coming mm-hmm. up. Mm. Now, do you guys think that Marvel is gonna continue on this line of like darker series or not just series but darker movie i mean we already know that doctor strange is going to be more of a horror-esque this has already got a horror feel to it do you think this is not saying that horror is going to be mainlined but do you think it's going to be a lot more darker rather than uh rather than what we know i feel like with iron man and thor and all that stuff it's been bright colorful fun exciting jokes are left and right like i know that there's jokes in this but it's still masked with darkness yeah i do think they're they're dipping their toes in the horror realm which i'm excited for and i do think we're gonna see a lot more of that now for sure and what's really interesting is that like we have the main ideas of the main characters they're traditional superheroes they get some powers in some special way and they fight bad guys and then what we got is Doctor Strange, where he fights in the metaphysical. So it's not the obvious, I'm punching this person in the face right now. It's a different kind of mind realm idea. But then you have Moon Knight, who's more of the supernatural. And we haven't done supernatural in the MCU. Blade is coming at some point eventually. And Moon Knight would have that kind of same parallel fighting, not necessarily together, but in the same realm of bad guys. And then you also have... Kit Harrington's character in the Eternals, who's Black Knight, who meets in the bonus spoiler credit scene of Eternals, he sees Blade. So they're tying all of this like it's not like, oh, these are going to be horror things, but it's definitely a sub interconnected universe. Gotcha. Yeah, now, like I almost like we, a horror universe. Yeah, I, I know that we mentioned Morbius. Do you think Blade and Morbius are going to hmm. maybe probably not. And Sony literally came out and said, we did not talk to Kevin Feige with anything to do with Morbius. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great strategy. Yeah, right. <laughs> he doesn't know mm-hmm. what he's doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That was a misstep on their part, unfortunately. But it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I am enjoying it. Um, as I said, I just wish this would have been a movie. It would have been more fun. I think. That's yeah. my lament. But yeah, I am found, we'll, I really enjoy we, it, though. We, yeah, but we can, we'll see as we go from episode to episode. Because again, stay sure, tuned to Secondary Heroes, episodes three, four, five, and six. We're going to talk about in depth, but maybe there's a reason they did a TV show. For now, I agree with you. So I did, one, I did make one note because for some reason I thought it was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least it could have been funny. And what a missed opportunity it was. Uh, when Mark finally takes over and he turns into the full-on mummy costume, he the camera is a low shot looking up at him. He's a big hero stance. He grabs his chest, grabs the two weapons out of his cha- chest, and whoosh! And he's just standing there in this cool superhero stance. He should have said, Daddy's home. And then it started fighting. Oh, man, what a missed opportunity that was. God. Okay. <laughs> Wow. I thought you were going to go with the whole high mark meme, but sure. Okay. No, I'm not a high mark kind of guy. I'm okay. a daddy's home kind of guy. Okay. 
<laughs> and he starts going. Uh. Yeah, then he starts fighting the thing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Nobody stuck around this long to hear that bit. Oh. So. <laughs> God help him if they did. And then I I do want to give that traditional (laughs) shout out to Marvel. They are outstanding at posing certain sequences together. Like they know how to pose a scene. The having the werewolf thing on the spire stabbed like that with the moon in the background. That's just great. Just imagery. And then that's when he first gets his actual, the like boomerang moon weapon comes back to him and he holds it. It's like the super pose. Marvel just knows how to frame a scene. Yeah, they do. I will say they should have just left that jackal up there. They shouldn't have made it turn to dust. Just leave it up there. Have him walk (laughs) away. That CGI transition. Well, no, because nobody can see it any anyways. So he's the only one that can see it. So Mm -hmm. just leave it. Don't make it turn to dust. Like you said, in a bad CGI scene, just leave it because that the silhouette of that jackal hanging upside down with the spear through him or the spire. Incredible. Absolutely beautiful. It looked amazing. And then they turned it to dust and it's like, Oh, come on. Yeah. My only guess is that they wanted to show you that it was completely gone. Like it's not going to, you know, reincarnate itself or anything like it. Like that's the whole point of his staff or his cane is to continue to summon those beasts. Yeah. So, Oh, and then one bad like, like I like most of their jokes, but when he said that I'm in an evil magician's man cave, all I could think of was Falcon and Bucky talking about oh yeah magicians and sorcerers and aliens. I was like, no. It was like, yep, here it is. This is why they put it in here. <laughs> that moment. Awesome. I, that actually did give me a little bit of a chuckle, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I chuckled. And then there's Psycho <laughs> Colonel Sanders, which... Yeah. Hmm. That yeah, was an eye roll. That fell flat. All right. That was a, like all right, Marvel, settle down. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, not so. every joke landed, but some did. And so that's Moon Knight, episodes one and two. Let us know what you think of Moon Knight. Is it going to shape up to be a really good show? Is this going to be a top Marvel show? Are you super on board for what comes next? Leave us a Ooh. voicemail. Yeah. Reach out to us on social and tell us your thoughts so far. What's going to happen next? And again, stay tuned with us. We're going to be riding the Moon Knight train all the way to its end. Moon Knight! Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for listening. We hope you enjoyed. We'll talk to you next time. Prague out. Adios, y'all.